You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. Hi, Spot On listeners. Do you believe this? This is the ninth season of Spot On. We have been together for over four years. I'm so excited to be doing launching the ninth season. And I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for listening and subscribing and telling your friends and family all about Spot On. We couldn't have done this without you. So uh, go get a glass of water, a cup of coffee or whatever. And I'm about to introduce our first episode of the ninth season. All right, spot on fans. I told you I'd be back and I am back and I have the launch of season nine. I I, I, can't, I get excited when I just say that because I can't believe that it's season nine and I have to thank you for that. So I wanted to start off on the top. So today I brought in my very special colleague, Maya Fellas. She is a registered dietitian in Brooklyn. She's my peep, Brooklyn with this accent. Yes, you get it. And she's a registered dietitian. She does, um, you know, a, a one-to-one patient all about medical nutrition therapy, but she talks to groups. She talks all over the place. She's written other books and she has a brand new book out um, called Eating from Our Roots, 80 Healthy Home-Cooked Favorites. And you might, might recognize the name, definitely the face, because now we're on YouTube. Yes, yes, that's the one. She has, you got it. Good morning, America. Yep, you got it. I knew, I knew you were saying that's when you got it. So with that, I want my good friend Maya, welcome to Spot On. Joan, thank you so much for having me. I love seeing you by Zoom, over Zoom. I love seeing you in person. I just love to spend time with you. Now, this is really interesting because she's written uh, recipe books before, but this is very different. And I'm telling why I love this woman is that she's always on the cutting edge. And I'm telling you, this brand new book, you better get on Amazon ASAP and order it because it's going to be sold out. And you have to wait for them to print it again because she's on to something. So I want to know, why did you write this book, my dear? Well, so first of all, thanks for having me. Um, And, you know, when I was thinking about the concept for this book and what I have realized over time is that I love cultures from around the world. I love food and I'm incredibly curious. And so I thought, well, wouldn't it be amazing if I could put all of that together and help people take a culinary trip around the globe, but from their kitchen? And, you know, you you are so hate to say this, spot on, because we are now realizing, hello, there is a whole world of wonderful cultures. And, and you know, you look at every every different culture, they all basically have the same healthy ingredients. You know, you know me, Italian, we got the pasta, we got the fruits, we got the vegetables, you know, we got the bread, tomato sauce, please, okay? But if you go to any culture, they're all made up of very similar yummy foods. And we have to 
travel around the world, like you said. And, and really, you know, you you have a, a secret background that I don't have because if someone said to me, like, I write a book about a culture, it would be Italian recipes. Like, oh, nobody's ever done that before. But you had this upbringing. And tell tell us about your childhood because when I, I, I read the book and I read about this, I'm like, holy schmoly, this little girl's passport must have been full by the time she was 12. I'm like, All right, tell us this. Yeah, so when I was growing up um, in Massachusetts, I did grow up in this really interesting intellectual family, but like intellectual people who also love to travel. So not just sit down in one spot and say, okay, I'm going to teach. They said like, okay, like we've got to travel around the world and also learn and infuse that into their education. Mm -hmm. And so my biological family is Mm -hmm. Afro-Caribbean. So Trinidad and Tobago and Haiti. I was born in Cambridge um, and I spent the first few years of my life after I was born, I went back to Trinidad and Tobago and lived with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. But all these amazing memories of time there. Um, and then we traveled a lot throughout the Caribbean. We traveled Latin America. We did some like Australia, New Zealand. Um, and then we also traveled parts of Africa. And so from a really young age, I was just exposed to it. Just like you said, Joan, I was like, oh, everybody has a home garden. (laughs) You know what I mean? Everyone's using like fresh herbs and spices and everyone has like a heritage or like heirloom chicken because it was in the yard just eating the grass. (laughs) Um, And that's the food that as I traveled, like I started to taste. And there was this through line, just like you said, that really food was simple It was uncomplicated and it was about creating community, bringing people to a table and nourishing them. And that resonated with me in such an incredible way. Um, In my house, you know, like I love to have people over and I love to bring people to my table. And I think a lot of that comes from all of those early trips and travels and meeting people, but also going into spaces where people were just open and there was always enough for one more. Right. You know, and that's so true. And what you just said, you traveled and it was, you know, uh, wholesome and and it was simple. But you forgot to say something. It was delicious. Yes. And it's delicious. Right. And this is what I'm going to love about this book, because, you know, you could travel around the globe with these recipes. I'm going to get to the in a minute how they all came about. And, you know, really, really get the essence of the flavor. But they're simple. But if you go wherever you go in the uh, around the globe, it's simple dishes, beans and rice and pasta and tomato, whatever. It's all simple, but it's really, really delicious. Okay, so you got this you know, passport that's full of all these places, and you love to eat. Okay, so now how did you get from this into this world of nutrition? Yeah, that's actually hilarious, Joan. So it was almost by accident. My undergraduate degree is in experimental theater. You know, and so people are always like, oh, well, that's so cool. That must be why you feel comfortable on TV. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Experimental theater is like avant-garde theater. It is theater of the absurd. So it's not like ready for camera theater. It's more like you're covered in white paint and wrapped in cloths and doing performance art. It was completely bizarre. And I loved it. The only challenge is that very few people make a living doing experimental theater. 
And I had a desire to actually have access to breakfast, lunch, dinner, an apartment that I could pay for. Could you imagine? Where was your head? You've that, where was your head? You needed access to that. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Joan, the question is, I can't believe my lovely parents, they were like, sure, you can study that. Of course you can. Like, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, what I love my kids are baby. I don't know. But um, so I actually happened upon nutrition because I was training for the Boston Marathon. Ooh. And I was really interested in figuring out kind of what was happening with food in my body during the training process. And uh, being from a family of academics, there was no question that I was not going to get a certificate, like Mm -hmm. no certificate. I was going to go back to school for a degree. Um, And so I went back to school for a degree. And that's how I actually ended up studying nutrition. And then once I was in, you know, the study of nutrition, I realized, oh my goodness, this is fantastic. And I have the possibility to connect with people and really learn from them and then also support them on their journey. Right. And so, you know, again, I always say this often, Maya, that nutrition is a science. It's based on science. And so what you can do, you can fight many of the leading chronic diseases of our time, heart disease, certain cancer, stroke, type 2 diabetes with a fork and a knife. And it could and it could be a delicious fork and a knife too. And so you went back, got this degree, and now what did you do with it? So originally I was working as I came out and I went directly into community work. I did my rotations at Sloan Kettering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's oncology. And then from oncology, I actually went into infectious disease. Uh, And I found that interestingly enough, kind of the metabolic processes were very similar in those patient populations. And so when I was working with people who had HIV and AIDS and hep C, and especially people who were on long-term, you know, antiviral treatments, we saw these metabolic shifts. And we also saw that the foods that people ate really had the possibility to impact the trajectory of their future health outcomes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I, I mean, I learned a lot. I also in that job learned about social determinants of health. Mm -hmm. I learned that, you know, what, where a person lives and what they have access to really determines how they interact with food And that's where I learned to talk to people about what is your situation? Where are you? While knowing the clinical outcome that I was hoping for, how do I get them a step closer to that clinical outcome with whatever their reality is? Right. But what you did, Maya, my dear, is you took your nutrition expertise and you fit it into their life not the inverse. And, and people are like, yeah, well, no, no, you don't understand. That's very, very unique. So you, so you worked with their culture. You worked with their ability to get foods. And and you didn't say, no, you uh, you can't have this Caribbean food. You need to have um, a broiled chicken breast uh, with lemon. Okay. Yeah. Mm, no. And, and that's you know, so when I was reading the book, I'm saying, how are little smarty pants? In other words, she was saying, what, what, where you grew up, the food you grew up with, we're fine. You know, like, don't make anybody have to do the 
chicken breast and the brown rice when you know you know who likes that anyway and, and so and so that's sort of what i just loved about this whole darn book is that you you gave everybody wherever they the culture say you're good you're healthy and they're like yay you know and, and it, it was the whole thing's fascinating to me Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. And one of the things, just like you said, Joan, that I saw as we traveled the globe, um, and my, so my husband's Swiss and actually was born in Switzerland and is the only person in his family that is in the U.S. So like, he's like mm -hmm. super Swiss, um, you know, like really Swiss. Um, <laughs> and when I went there for the first time and I met people in the city, but then I also like had the opportunity to meet these like Alpine farmers. And these people who had been, you know, engaging in these farming practices for like generations, I was like, oh my gosh, they're just like the people in the Caribbean who've been engaging in farm farming for generations. And guess what? They make bread every day, right? It's the water, the salt, sometimes there's yeast, you know, but like they make bread from scratch the same way that my Italian chef friend, Sil Chef Sylvia Barbon, makes pasta from scratch, right? It's like, it is fascinating to see what these heritage patterns of cooking look like. And then when you step back, you're like, oh, wow, it's really simple. It's really delicious, as you said, right? Right. But it's based in not that many ingredients. Right. And it was what was local and they made it delicious and the whole family around. And, you know, it's like the like the loaves and the fishes, you know, like you always had enough food for the next person. If someone next door came with a family of five, you still had enough food. You know, it, it was it's just that whole, you know, cultural, you know, wonderful embrace. Now, what I love about this book, but you talk about the chefs and how you created these recipes, because this is not just from your journal of moving around the world. So explain this. Right. So one of the, so one of the things that I know is like as a dietitian, um, there's a lot that I've learned and that I have ingrained in my dietitian soul around food. Mm -hmm. And full disclosure, we are not likely to use added sugar, added salt, and added fats in our food. We're just not likely to. And I knew that if I was going to make a cookbook that really was representative of the globe, a I needed help with the mindful inclusion of those additives. Mm -hmm. And I needed to work with people who had experience in these cuisines, wherever they were going to come from. So I actually amassed this very diverse group of chefs. They're all people of color or women. Mm -hmm. um, and there are some recipes that I developed myself 100%. Mm -hmm. I sure everyone can figure out which ones they are. There are lots of plants. Um, there's the ones that have no sugar, salt, or fat. <laughs> and, 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 and it says something like, inspired by my grandmother. <laughs> right. And so some of like the Trinidadian recipes are definitely me. Um, you know, but so I worked with these chefs and, you know, we came up with these wonderful flavors and there is that very mindful inclusion. Um, and what I saw was in, in my education of how to include some of those, you know, additives was that not only did we enhance the flavor, 
but we made it more likely that people will actually return to preparing the recipe. That's exactly correct. That's it. You know, let's we know we know this, Maya. The number one reason why people make food choice is taste, and and so you can have wonderful taste, and you would you say mindful amounts of added sugars and sodium and and and, and oils. Anyway, healthy oils are fine, but mindful. And but the key is right when you're using like fresh herbs and everything, you don't need a lot of salt. Oh, just a little, just just a little to pep it up a little bit, but but you don't because and they and they know how to combine, um, like of uh, blend foods together, which is just amazing. So you had these chefs in your house? Cooking? No, so oh. actually there was just one chef uh, right. because every single recipe in the cookbook is actually tested by a chef. That's just part of how right. you know it had to be in order to, for it to be like a real cookbook um so there was one main chef that you know over a very hot summer a couple of years ago and we were in the shutdown portion of the pandemic so i mean we really didn't have kitchen assistants and like i mean and i say this you know joan i have five burners on my stove and i really need eight um you know i have one big size oven and a speed oven i really need four uh, i have one sink i really need two um and we literally tested every single recipe. I made modifications, you know, and I did, you know, I made modifications where like I added in more plants. I did modify mm-hmm. some of the ingredients um, and in a respectful way though, right? right? So it wasn't like I was like, oh, that's not, the, I was very respectful. Right. Like no curry, no curry. No, of course there's curry, you know, whatever it is, right? That that that's what and and I bet, um, because if they were, you know, these sh- you know, you know, chefs, they're passionate and they have, you know, the and that the, what they're cooking. So I bet they were very like, you know, you know, possessive about their food. Like, no, 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 don't start touching around my recipe. You know, it's like I can imagine, right? Not at all. And not at all. And and so here's the thing is that every chef that I know. They want to nourish people. They want people to love their food. Yeah. And they also know I'm a dietitian, right? At the base of everything, I am talking about culturally relevant foods, but I'm also talking about making sure that people have great health outcomes. Right. So they understood that what I'm trying to do is make it more likely that the home cook is going to say, you know what? I want to try this really interesting flavor. And I want to think about do I eat it as the recipe is written or do I prepare it with a modification based on my individual health needs? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they were aware that that's really what I want people to do, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone can have French toast. Absolutely. Now you modify the French toast based on your individual health. If you need to increase the fiber, you can change the bread, right? If you need to reduce the fat, then maybe you're thinking about using yogurt, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, maybe even something else, right? Maybe you're going to top it just with fruit instead. You want to bring up the flavor without the added sugar, then maybe you're using cinnamon, spice, nutmeg, something like that. I mean, there's so many things that you can do when you have a base that you can work with. 
Right. And so, Maya, these hints are in the book, these hints. And so I want people to understand that, that first of all, they're chef approved, you know, because how many times do you get a cookbook and maybe, you know, maybe 50% of the recipes are really eh, eh, good. But now we know that there was, you know, a chef was on top of everyone with you. And so they're not going in this book unless they're really, really good. But then if you come into this, you're with you, there's guidance about how to make those modifications. And, and 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 so you know, I, I again, I can't tell you. I, I I the pictures are gorgeous. If you could eat the pictures, it would be good because they're probably high fiber because they're made out of paper. But but I'm just telling you, the pictures are that gorgeous that you want to eat the you eat them. But it, it it's so phenomenal, and I just love this idea that we just said to everybody that your culture is healthy and delicious. So what is your goal, Miss Maya? What is your goal for this book? So I hope that this book actually encourages people to expand their flavor palettes Mm -hmm. and encourages people to return to their kitchens. Mm -hmm. Um, Right, Joan? And also on top of that, I really hope that also people, because there's a a huge love letter to farmers in my cookbook, you know? Um, And I hope that people recognize that without farmers, we don't have food and farmers goal across the board is to make sure that we have access to food. So like, I want us to have diverse foods in our kitchens, in our pantries. I want us to love the farmers, the growers, the pickers, the packers, right? And then I want us to love the flavors. That's really what I hope this book can bring forth, highlight, and inspire. Right. And we know, Maya, that you know, when you go back to the kitchen, when you eat more meals at home, the quality of the meal goes up because it tends to be more produce, more fruits and vegetables, which, you know, most of us are not getting enough of. We know that automatically the saturated fat and the sodium goes down because you're eating out less. But what do we know about family meals, Maya? That they set the stage for our future behaviors. Right. 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 And so I, I mean... I do want families to sit down together and dine together. Um, You know, I want them to also have that table be a place where, you know, that there are memories that are made. I work with a lot of families, you know, and one of the things that I talk to all of them is like, how can you all find the time to sit together? Right. And, you know, uh, I've been saying this for a while, but let's not waste a good pandemic. Okay. So the one thing, many positive things came out of the pandemic, one of which is telehealth. But the other is it forced us to be in the kitchen and go back to that. I mean, how many relationships you called grandma, you know, well, grandma, what was that chicken recipe you made? You know, you, you, and so you got back some of that culture and we need to do that because I think a lot of us have lost that, what grandma made. And, and what I love about the pandemic, it make that connection, but more importantly, with your new book, Eating from Our Roots, 80 plus healthy home-cooked favorites, um, I don't have to go to Logan Airport to travel around the world. I could just open up your cookbook and uh, stay home and uh, cook. And that's exactly right. Yeah. So I hope that, you know, when the book is on sale on the 24th of January, um, right now it's available for pre-orders. Um, but I hope that, yeah, people look at it also as like a like a little travel guide, that there are flavors and that they're there, that they say, oh, this is familiar, right? Oh, I remember this. 
Or, oh, I want to give that a try. And it's low risk because we know that you and a chef work together and you wouldn't have put it in until it was just spot on. How do you like that? I got that in there. Okay. Anyway, Miss Maya Fella, thank you so much for coming and sharing this book. Again, Eating From Our Roots, 80 Plus Healthy Home Cook Favorites. And uh, I can tell you right now, it's my favorite. So once again, thank you for being on Spot On. Joan, thank you so much for having me. And uh, thank you to all your listeners. Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This way you'll get every new episode every week. And by the way, leave us a nice review. And can you also like us on our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes? Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joan Salji Blake. And oh, by the way, can you send this episode to five of your friends? Do I ask a lot of you? <laughs>